Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the Archers with me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy Freeman and Mr Newby. Before we dive in, let's remind ourselves of what happened last week with Lucy's Week in Ambridge. Welcome back, Lucy. (laughs) Thank you very much, Harriet. This week was sponsored by people thinking that other people were interested in their boring stories. Let me tell you about the time I got kicked in the head by a mad cow, Stella, said Brian. No, not Jenny, another one. It also (laughs) featured a very rash, very, very rash decisions made on no evidence whatsoever, even more than normal. In an unlikely turn of events, Jazza has become the village social worker running workshops on homelessness, juvenile delinquency and road safety. There was a whole saga about him selling his motorbike to Alan because he said Tracy was fuming. Jazza only appeared to be doing the right thing in order to get himself a bit of action with Tracy, which is a dangerous course to pursue. If I sell a kidney, she says she'll let me do upstairs outsideies. <laughs> Alan was excited at the prospect of doing something interesting, namely buying an old motorbike to tinker with. But inevitably, Amy worried that it was interesting and told him to stop it at once. (laughs) However, it all went wrong because Jazza changed his mind anyway. Sadly, not before Alan had already joined the owner's club without actually being an owner, which I thought a little precipitate. Like those people that do one yoga class by a monogrammed mat, twist their knee and never go again. As Jazza's first casework client, Blake started doing some work at Green Knackers. Alistair appears to think he's deaf. Would you like tea, Blake? (laughs) Tea? Yes. He's homeless, not hard of hearing, Alistair. He was terribly nice to Blake, but just because he's struggling a bit doesn't give you license to bore him to death with your terrible stories, Alistair. You'd think being a vet, he'd have some decent anecdotes at least. Or even some filthy ones centred around Lavinia Rafferty's schnauzer. I was waiting with bated breath for the punchline of the cat that wouldn't eat. And then it was, and it turned out he didn't like wearing his collar. Good God, I bet Alistair's a must-listen on the after-dinner speaker circuit. Cor, Martin Gibson's a jovial sort, isn't he? What a scream. The sort of bloke who follows you round duty free, telling you that statistically your seat is the one most likely to be scrunched up in an air disaster. He hastily got in on the We Love Blake campaign and booked him to repair all the pigs at Barrow. This was strictly a PR exercise in case Blake decided to sue about having built the entire farm from scratch in exchange for 10 minutes on a PlayStation, I presume. But as Blake seems deeply suspicious of accepting a sandwich, I'm not sure he'd have the wherewithal to find a solicitor. And Usha doesn't specialise in employment tribunals what a surprise (laughs) arthur shillington is the church warden at edgeley no he is not arthur shillington is the name of the corpse in a 1930s murder mystery novel (laughs) so you're not selling home farm anymore stella asked brian 
Nah, said Brian. Couldn't be asked. Well, thanks for letting us in on those agonising deliberations, scriptwriters. Yes. More interestingly, Pip and Stella are not getting on. As soon as Stella used the phrase, with respect, which is the middle class equivalent of come and have a go what you think you're hard enough, I knew we were into punch up the bracket territory. Or possibly a leather affair, if it all goes brooding and tense. Who knows? <laughs> Slightly annoying, though, that this week was a love feast for all the men's who were healthy and tactful and emotionally, and all the women's were proper grumpy mardasses. Speaking of that, Amy is job hunting. It's not easy. Seeking engaging person with sparkling... No. We're a dynamic organisation... No. Upbeat individual wanted... No. Then she did a personality test. They didn't find one. Ruth decided to take control of the role for which she is congenitally incapable, namely organising the harvest supper, and went to see Lillian. She was very impressed with the dower house. The grass is warm and blue. What have you done to it, Lillian? <laughs> it's carpet, darling. Take your wellies off. Lillian seems to have gone completely mad. I think she should start smoking again. Possibly crack. She says she isn't using nicotine patches or gum as she couldn't get them to light. Chelsea cut Russ's hair and despite me screaming at the radio that one lapse of concentration she could have his head off, no such development occurred and she did it, along with an incredibly uncool sounding celebratory dance. <laughs> Also, I wasn't sure Lily should have been encouraging Russ to get quite so close to Chelsea, bearing in mind his predilection for nurturing young girls with daddy issues, but she does seem to have a blind spot the size of Helpersham when it comes to trust. Shula is having to resurface the indoor school because Lillian's fat horses have been galloping round it and dented it. In recompense, Lillian is going to go into business with Shula in another entirely rash, unprompted decision made with no business plan. But on the plus side, thank God Lillian has got somewhere to put all that money she's been using to paper the downstairs lav with. Because I was worrying about that. I'm sure you were too. I mean, never mind a young man sleeping in a bird hide. What is really sickening is when you can't think what to do with all your cash ben or josh should we just start calling them bosh to get it over with had an idea about planting trees on the farm so that all the carbon would get stuck in the branches and then they would have zero nets by 2040 tell me more said pip i don't know anymore said bosh i just have had an idea like wouldn't it be good if clouds really were made of squirty cream so I have no doubt that at the current rate of ill-conceived ideas being taken up in a heartbeat, soon we will have Stella turning home farm into the single most profitable farm in the whole of the Midlands based on worm poo, Brookfield looking like the Amazon rainforest by Wednesday week, and Shula and Lillian selling racehorses to Costa Rica with Pandora at the helm any minute now. Still, I don't care. It's nice that they all sound enthusiastic and positive, even if they are all completely mental. The end. Hey, Lucy, back in Ambridge. Yay! She's back, ladies and gentlemen. Don't take no notice of the behind the curtain. Oh, welcome back. Thank you very much. It's been such a long time since you were here. It's been a fortnight, you fool. Not that long. A, a fortnight in Ambridge is a is like years, isn't it? Though on your life, basically. <laughs> bit when Stella was in a board meeting being yes. all sort of like woman at a board yes. meeting yes. and all those hairy old men that feels like that was like five months ago it does I think that's because this week has been so good so fun I have really liked it it was a <laughs> Kerry week as well 
Oh, that's which means why. That, which means that Kerry goes on Twitter. <laughs> he never goes on Twitter when it's not a Kerry week. He only goes on to read all the nice things everyone says about him, I think. Well, it, it was like a Corrie week, wasn't it? Yes. It was just good, yep. honest fun. Yes. Nothing and to was, stress about. Yes. And good it was characterization. People, not events. I like that. I like people much better than events, I've decided. Oh, my God. I'm with you. Mm. That's why I like sitting in cafes, just watching people. Yeah, you know, that's what I'd rather do that than than watch Succession. To be honest, yes, I, because... having a good look and a listen—that's <laughs> very important. Or people having exchanges at tills. Yeah, you know, yep. like when they can't get their um that Wi-Fi tappy thing to work. Yes. Oh, and it, well, it did work yesterday. And they're there for like five minutes and you're behind them going, oh, just put your pen number in, love. <laughs> Stop trying. Give up, give up, give up. <laughs> and when you have a patient cashier, that's yes. the worst, yes. isn't it? Because you're like, come on. <laughs> anyway, no, I digress. It was just a jolly, jolly week. Such a lovely, lovely week for you to come home to. Yes. Thank I don't you, keep Kerry, I, for I'm, obviously yes. scheduling in when I'm going to be back. But yeah, I did, did well, I, am I am I wrong though? That often, yes, obviously. <laughs> but am I specifically wrong on this specific Pacific on this specific mm. occasion? Pacific liner, yes, yes. Um, did we was was literally was Brian's only I decision l- to not buy not sell <laughs> the farm? Was Stella going? I don't think you should sell the farm. And him going, all right then. Was that it? Was that it? I was going to ask you the same thing. Because that was... The, I thought I, I that, missed a bit. I almost went back to re-listen to the week before thinking there must have been some bit where Brian went, oh, actually, I won't sell the farm. Yeah. But I couldn't be bothered to do that. And and life's too short. But But also, I genuinely don't think that happened. I think we found out in that episode when Stella said, oh, thanks for not... You know, you're definitely not going to sell it then. And he went, nah. I think that was it. I think that was really? when, well, the listeners may um, may come back to us with yeah. um, uh, more uh, <laughs> specific spes- spes- advice. Yes. No, because I was I was genuinely going to because I assumed you must have been listening on holiday. Yeah, despite course. being in the sunshine with the pool and mountains and a beautiful view, etc. Um, yeah, but but you didn't hear it the week before. I don't think I don't I no. genuinely don't think it could no. So you're not wrong. It was just a spur of the moment thing, which is odd, isn't it? Well, it seems extraordinary that I mean I hope to God Jenny Darling hasn't told the children or anything like that because they'll <laughs> all spent the money by now. And they're like, yes. What do you mean you're not selling it? Jenny's already brought a new a new estate and a few vineyards with that cash. And what the hell was the point of going through all that? About him breaking the news to Jenny and Jenny talking about the children and you well, know. maybe we do actually need some clarification from from worthier people than ourselves, okay. Lucy, listening because, as I said, couldn't be bothered to, because because it's it's such a pain in the bum trying to go and listen back. Yeah, and because you have right to, bit. you can't just go like next episode back episode. Yeah. It's actually a bit more fiddly than that. Yeah, I've been struggling this week to um, make sense of my episodes again. They all get a bit mixed up in my head. Mm. <sighs> anyway, but, that's why it's so lovely to have you back, Lucy, because I don't but, have to do all the concentrating by myself. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of the... This week wasn't really consecutive, was it? Because everything, it just all sort of floated around in a nice miasma of chattiness and... <laughs> You know, well, it was. Just, and it, it was. It was. Um, well, it's not overshadowed. That's the wrong word. It was high. The highlights were Chelsea 
the yeah. Chelsea Russ and Lily, which was just yeah. my absolutely yeah. favourite thing. Also, Pip and Stella. No Lily, but I mean, you only sell kitchens. <laughs> oh my god, that. hilarious! <laughs> that was the best. That was almost better than the Downton Abbey line, wasn't yeah. it? I'm all not right, going to Downton Abbey. Abbey. Yeah, all right, Downton Abbey. Yeah, whatever. It was so funny. And and I was going to actually agree with you because the thing is, because uh, they've written her so well, you can forgive all the um, youth speaking yes. bits that occasionally yeah. crop up a bit When she awkwardly. went a bit Vicky Pollard. Which yeah. Is when, and anyway, so mum was like this and I was like that and then she cringe. was like Cringe. Yeah. yeah, and I was like, cringe. I don't think you'd say cringe if you were 17 would you no i have <laughs> a 16 year old and an 18 year old and they just don't imagine do how it, imagine no. how awkward that would be yeah. for her to listen to yeah. but it doesn't matter to us oldies we're just enjoying the comedy of chelsea yes. and and also that she's a bit goofy is fun isn't it and, i have um, never heard an actor hit the ground running in the way that she oh, has she's with great. chelsea Absolutely we can't fabulous. we can't talk about Madeline Lily for a whole other episode. Oh, no, 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 Lucy. No. We've, we've already set up the fan club. We know where she lives. That's enough for now, isn't it? If you'd like to write to the Madeline Lily <laughs> fan club, is it your go to sit outside toxic. her house in a bobble hat this evening, or is it mine? I'm not sure. <laughs> Staring in through the window, mouthing, "We love you, Madeline." I wish I was you. <laughs> Because we think she can. We're just making that up, aren't we? That she's a yeah, little bit she French. She could probably make really, really good meringue as well. Think, oh my probably. God, look what we're doing. We're spending another episode, a whole episode, talking about this girl we don't even know. No, and but there she's... is a restraining order and we really ought to respect that, let's face it. But, but what they've done, which is so clever, is that... Uh, you know, Tracy came along, mm. well, Susie came along and just was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And then they thought, let's cash in because yeah. she's such a great character. Yeah. Of course, her daughter is going to be. So now it's like a, you know, it's a, it's, she's just a bonus, isn't yeah. she? Basically, a younger, because Tracy, I suppose, inevitably has to become a bit more sensible when she's mothering, for example. So, yes. you know, yeah, you lose a bit of yeah, yeah, silly yeah. old Tracy, yeah. don't you, yeah. in that. So now they clopping around the bridge farm in her dress and her high heels <laughs> to go and see Johnny. It was completely oblivious. And all he wanted to do was talk about motorbikes. Poor Johnny. I have always, I've always had a soft spot for Johnny as yeah. well. Because he is, he's the nicest he boy, is. isn't he? Hapless you... is the word. <laughs> but wouldn't you love your 17-year-old to be his girlfriend? Yeah. I would. Because yeah. he's so adorable and yeah. kind. Yeah. But then I forgot, I was a bit like Pot Kettle when he made that hair joke to Chelsea and she did retaliate yeah. by saying, because do you remember how paranoid he used to, like yes. super... Well, she said, well, at least I've got some. And I thought, oh, that's a bit nasty. Yeah. But then he'd taken the piss out yeah. of her about her hair. I suppose, and so. I don't think he would have done that since no. he spent about two years being seriously yeah. depressed about his yeah. hair. Yeah. Maybe he's had a transplant since then. Who well, no, knows? he decided to. He decided to embrace. Wear hats. Embrace I thought he it, decided he? to wear hats. No, he shaved it all off. He decided to shave it. Oh, I missed that. <laughs> <laughs> that that wasn't last week. Don't worry, I haven't missed that as well. <laughs> uh, anyway, that the hair thing was hilarious, but I knew it would be fine. Yeah. Oh, and another observation I made actually was because I used to find Lily quite annoying. Mm. And Lily and Russ can be irksome, can't Ooh, they? Yeah. But when they're playing a sort of, um, not old married couple, but sort of stuffed shirts, as opposed to sort of Lily playing a young person, yeah. 
they're very funny. Like Lily yes. was very funny, actually, yeah. wasn't she? Yeah. And oh, I think uh, two teachers, Russ. Don't you think that would? You know, she yeah. was just. It was really, no, really I just clever. She I said, "Ooh, that's a big bit you've taken off there, Chelsea." <laughs> <laughs> oh, talking of big bits, because I thought there was a bit of innuendo in there. I've got to play you I, as a sort of special treat for your homecoming. Yes, I've uh, I've uh, I've mixed up a little bit of um, sound effect. No, uh, no, it was a sound effect that caught me right off guard, um, and I think it was like, oh, the, do you I, know what I'm talking about? Yes. But I can't remember, but I remember thinking, oh, I hope Harriet's listening to this when oh, I heard it. Well, I'll play you this and see if it's the same one. Here we go. Yes! You don't want to push her too hard. <laughs> <laughs> you got to listen to it in full. you got to listen in full. Wait, wait. Listen in full. I spent a long time over this. <laughs> wait for it. <laughs> you missed me. Oh, I didn't. And then she was like, "Thing is, you don't want to push it too hard, Jazz." It'll come off. I was genuinely listening to it, and I, I, I think I dropped my pile of washing. I was like, "Oh my god, what a way to start an episode!" Well, I did. I was casually I... listening, and then I'd have to say that did pull my attention in fairly rapidly. When I thought, "What?" Because <laughs> it sounds like a, the the sawing is exactly the same as a bed squeaking. That's isn't what it? I yeah. thought. I thought, my God, we're actually in bed with Jazza and Tracy. What is going on? Just pull it harder, yeah. Jazz. <laughs> and then it's like, hang on, wait a minute. Hang on, I've got a splinter. <laughs> wait, here we go. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, I did remix that a little bit for your pleasure. It wasn't pleasure, but thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, glad! I'm glad we are on the same page. <laughs> the same mucky, disgusting page. Yes. Because in a way, I only listen for the sound effects now. Because <laughs> yes, they have developed a piquancy, haven't they? I think. I think I think sometimes there's a little playfulness going on there in the sound box, Lucy. <laughs> there's, um, a, there's an old a pop uh, anecdote about um, the Archer's sound effects people um, that they tried to get in the most extraordinary sound effects they possibly could and just to see if they could get away with it. And on one momentous occasion... Um, <laughs> Tony started up his tractor and it was the noise of an F1 car. Like, Oh, I hope that's true. <laughs> I think we should have a little segment, extraordinary sound effects. Yes. Well, if think... anybody notices one next week, please yeah. send it in. Yes. And you're welcome to remix it. Just yes. <laughs> if it needs a little bit of exaggeration. A bit of boosting. Yes. <laughs> Because I had a friend who used to do that, actually. He's gone on tour. He tours in The Lion King all around the world. Wow. Maybe he, yeah, he can't be on tour. Cause, anyway, but he used to, um, he used to tour uh, sometimes just King. send just me. Around yeah. his living room on Zoom on The Lion King. <laughs> yes, just roaring. Uh, he used to send me little fragments of uh, funny, just funny. You know, if, if you take something out of, anything out of context is funny, isn't it, basically? Yeah. So sometimes, you know, Ruth, anything Ruth says out of context just sounds <laughs> stupid. <laughs> 
<laughs> no. Even like, did you hear Pip this week going, she's she inherited it and she goes, yeah. go on. Yeah, go she did. I heard that. Yes. And I was like, oh. So what the babies are going, mama, da, 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 da. And, and little Pip is going, Go on, go on, go on. <laughs> I'm glad you noticed it. Yes, and what was it? Uh, that uh, I, I switched off during that thing about whatever um, Bosch was talking about. Oh. Some idea. Oh, it was about reaching fields. thing. No, about planting <laughs> trees on the bendy bits of fields. <laughs> and also it's like, um, it's like with Stella, you know, that board meeting when she was like, oh, I've had an idea actually. And yeah. then she just gives probably like something you could Google. Yes. You know, if you're a farmer, you'd Google Lift like, that paragraph, yeah, put it in top, the <laughs> top 10 best ideas for yeah. a farmer. Yes. Hers comes number one. Yeah. She says it at the board meeting, they're like, oh my God, amazing. Stella, I'd like to hear more <laughs> about this. God, Stella, you know your farming stats. <laughs> but they're so like stupid aren't I know. they yeah, <laughs> well they're so busy willy waving they've all got them out on the table with their tape measures no one's actually listening to what she's saying she could quite happily <laughs> say I think we should turn it all into a massive swimming pool and then you'll go it's marvellous Danny yes, let's do that what car are you driving Justin still with the jag I see oh my god <laughs> I don't think they'd allow that board as a FTSE 100 <laughs> company, would they? Because it's well, so start, undiverse. I was going to say, yeah, diversity and equality. <laughs> no. It's just literally could have been made 50 years ago. White men just <laughs> wanging onto each other. Yeah, actually, I think you'll notice the wields from this are pretty, uh, yeah. <laughs> Shut up about your wield. Don't wield your wields at me, your willy wielder. <laughs> But but this was this is like history because you were on holiday this week. But there was um, the bit where oh no we talked about it did we where you know Brian was like oh I'm an old dinosaur and she was like oh Brian you're not a dinosaur and then everyone went oh my god are they going to get it on yeah this is like old history isn't it now yeah. ancient history because there's no way that's going to happen she's got no his number, no hasn't she well, no she's got it, all of their numbers by the sound mm. of it and actually they would but Brian was actually just being. They were sort of sounding fond of each other, yes, but that's fine. But not creepy. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Fine. Yeah. But she Just does checking. seem to. She's. She doesn't have very. Uh, oh, sorry. That's Cooper. Um, Hiya, Cooper. She doesn't seem to have a very high um, opinion of any of them, does she? I mean, she's healthily sceptic about all mm. of them. What's her? Why is she there? Like, I know. unless she's got a seriously good package <laughs> why like you sort of feel like ah oh, why are you there yeah. was there was there not anything else you could do yeah. Stella? if you, you're that you... good yeah. yeah but i think probably she's not that good which is why she's there uh, she's probably pulling a fast one and we'll find out and then yes Adam i hope back, so take over the farm she will leave blah, 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 blah i hope she's i hope she's well lucy if you listen to my lady shambridge uh you might see there's a bit more to her than you think <laughs> oh really okay yes yeah, so i've just put a new one up okay. uh no 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 i just think i think I think there is more to her than at the moment. I think there's something. Why did she suddenly take that violent? I mean, we all took a violent dislike to Pip, but I'd be interested <laughs> to know why hers was quite that rapid. It's because of the way when Pip all Pip speaks. Said was, Hello, <laughs> she no, said, but... "Get your cows off my land!" And then before we knew it, there was hair everywhere. No, it's not that. It's just that Pip can't not patronise someone when she speaks right. to them. So she's like, uh, 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 "What's your name?" Uh, yes. Stella, isn't it? Uh, I think, and you're like, oh my god, because Stella's probably got a good 
10, 15 years yeah. on Pip. And Pip just acts like she's 50. Yeah. With, you know, yeah, like she just, yeah. and, and so she's a bit irritating. And I think Stella was just like, shut up. Get your <laughs> shape off my lid. And to be fair, Stella's like at a new farm. No one's warned her that there's no. some random sheep on a, in a field. Why shouldn't she go and tell Pip? And then there's all, you know, Pip there just trimming her bush and uh, not doing anything else. <laughs> when Stella said, you know, we've really got to sort out all these strange little arrangements that informal arrangements. <laughs> and I thought, Jesus, lady, don't start pulling on that thread. This is how the village <laughs> has been run for the last 300 years. If you pull out, there's no show, no village, no nothing. <laughs> nothing. If you're trying to looking for sense and business decisions made not on, you know, family and who's shagging who, and rather than, you know, actual sensible cost analysis, you've got no chance. So you're just going to have to go with it, Stella. Stop trying to... I'm on Stella's side. I think good for her. She's coming. She's being paid to be the mute. I mean, she's trying to she's trying to apply sanity to. She's she's gone through the looking glass now. There's no give up. Give up. But it it's like it's like new teachers, isn't it? Well, you know, when you start being well, I assume you start as a teacher and you've got really good intentions. You're like, I'm going to sort this school out, and they're going to respect me. I'm going to apply all the lessons I learned at teacher training from Robin Williams. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and up. then you go and you and you give it a good go, probably for six months, and then you just have to give it. You know, you realise you can't change. Yes, what yes. is uh, what is too hard to change? Yes, yes. Poor Stella. I don't think she's going to be around for very much longer. I really like her though because she's ballsy. Yes, she is. <laughs> she's yeah. got proper. No, she's not. Is that like? Is that sexist? Oh, is that right? Can you call someone? She's got ballsy? big ovaries. <laughs> she's got big tits yeah. no she hasn't got big no, tits that, no, that... she's got big balls no hang on <laughs> oh my god pull out pull out Harry. no, no. <laughs> pull out Jazza <laughs> <laughs> just pull out Jazza stop uh... willy wielding <laughs> oh dear oh dear anyway what else happened uh Blake Oh, Blake! Yes. I am loving Jazza being the only person in the village who's got the <laughs> faintest idea how to talk to someone who isn't middle class. <laughs> it's hilarious. And he just described them as, they're all nuts. Blake. Yes. Just go, go along with oh, it. I loved that too. Yeah, yeah, when he was just like, they're all, they're all mad. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yes, they are. Yes, yes they yes, are. Yes, they are completely mad. <laughs> uh, but they're well-intentioned. Some of them are well-intentioned, he said. And that's kind of, the, yes, that's the most you could say, I think. I mean, Blake's, done all right now hasn't he he's gone from yeah. uh modern slave to proper job on the farm yes with I martin didn't really gibson understand that again no when, i didn't but i loved it when uh when martin gibson said none of that freelance none of that freelance <laughs> nonsense i thought oh yes well we all know let's not mention oh, no, that to phoebe who's very busily freelancing <laughs> without actually specifying what she's <laughs> doing at any stage what made me freelancing what made we, me raise an eyebrow was when they called ed oh stella was like oh yeah and that freelancer ed grundy he's too and i was like what god he's really sort of gone up in my estimation now i just thought he was a freeloader to be honest but wow he sounds quite um competent with it yeah competent yeah. Uh, <laughs> um uh, yeah and when martin was talking i was thinking oh i thought First of all, I thought, oh God, does it was Martin linked to the slavery stuff? And does he does Blake have a have something on him and he wants to sort of get Blake working for him? So, but then obviously that wasn't. I was I my mind was, was playing just a tricks. Massive PR exercise thing. 
Um, yes. You know, just to make Martin the farm look showing good. off. Yeah. 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 Yes, of um, course. Yeah. 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 But, but I mean, he's not going to employ a homeless bloke sleeping in a bird hide <laughs> on the strength of Jazza, who he doesn't know. Um, <laughs> you know. This Jazza is not even a freelancer. That so he can come and yeah. fix them. Good. Yes. And uh, we're going to have a payroll. Really? So there's no vacancy, no advertising, yes, no interview. No. no, no. Just get him in, you know. As I said, bonkers. this board could... <laughs> You'd never exist in the real world, could uh, it? Yes, exactly. Where, where's the job, Martin? Where's well, the money come from? Maybe he could inquire with Amy about jobs because she's... Uh, but you stole my joke, Lucy, because <laughs> I was going to do a thing about, like... Um, oh, Dad, test. Just, just got the answers from my personality test. But oh, it says I haven't... Yeah. <laughs> It's just an obvious one, isn't it? But I mean, we all thought it at the time. When she said, it's quite an interesting shortlist, I thought, oh. And then she went, and then I was actually going to say, you know, so I'm going to have to get rid of it and find some boring ones instead because this is crap. You can't do anything interesting. No. What is she going to do? Oh, God, no. I mean... She's going to become a civil engineer or something. But I apologise gonna... to anybody that's an interesting civil engineer. But there's, there's got to, she's got to find a job in the village. Otherwise, what's the point in getting her back mm-hmm. in and giving, giving up her, her midwifery? Ooh, unless somebody has a baby and she becomes like the sort of village A freelance midwife. midwife. A freelance. <laughs> she could be a doula. A doula. Yes. You know, when someone who just pats your shoulders as you give birth. Yeah. But they get paid a lot of money for that. Charges you three grand. I think um <laughs> I think Kate would have would have issues with that. Yes, Kate likes true, to see herself actually. As... She's the village. Earth mother, birth um, mother, isn't yeah. she? Um, um what... Yeah. I would imagine that being a midwife, although probably one of the most stressful jobs you could do, especially during COVID times, is probably also one of the most fulfilling and rewarding mm. where do you go from there yeah where do you go from there lucy but i can't imagine she doesn't sound like she's got it in her to actually feel no. excited you... or no fulfilled her... by anything for all her non-personality i really like amy actually and i quite enjoy her flatness because i think <laughs> because it's just not you ever heard the phrase damning with faint praise <laughs> Oh my god, so rude! Sorry, Amy. No, I I genuinely enjoy enjoy enjoy. Well, she's certainly to not her. overexcitable, and compared no, and with I Tracy like that. and Chelsea, exactly. When when he said, "Oh, it's you know non-stop drama." No, it was Chelsea that said, "My mum's just you know non-stop drama sort of thing." I suppose yeah, Amy is certainly a counterpoint to that. I'll give her that. I think that's actually really good to have that in the arches because there's quite a lot of like there's. Well, not overacting, Lucy. Just um, prop acting and stuff, yes. isn't there? Yeah. Oh, you know, because you've got to do that, I guess, on the radio. Yeah. So I, so I think she's a very calming, soothing balance to all that. Yes. I just really like the way she talks. <laughs> I, maybe it's because I wish I was a little bit more like that. It, when I listen to these, po- I Rufus, when I do this podcast, and he goes, "Oh God, are you going to d- go and do your Elaine Page?" Because <laughs> sometimes he can hear me just going. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then if I ever listen to these things, I am mortified. <laughs> I feel like I should be more. I should be more Amy. Oh, Lord. Uh, less excitable. We've had lots of emails, which are all very excitable. Great. God, fantastic. Uh, right. This is from Sue Hanran. 
says, Dear Lucy Harriet and Mr. Newbie, I love your podcast and listen every week. Your laughter is very infectious and I love all the sketches about <laughs> Helen. Sorry, <laughs> sorry to interrupt, actually. That was my Elaine Page laughter being sickening, sickening, not infectious. About infectious. Helen, sorry. as far as I remember, after being arrested in April, straight after the stabbing took place, Helen was then interviewed where she gave replies of no comment. She was subsequently charged with attempted murder and remanded in custody till her trial in September. In the meantime, she was refused bail and remained in prison until she was found not guilty at her trial. So there we go. So that's for Richard. Oh, yes. Who was, uh, yes. confused about why the hell he wasn't in prison and she had been. Uh, as in why Titchy Knob wasn't in prison, but uh, Helen was. Um, yes. Keep up the good work and don't stop laughing. It makes my day. Love from Sue Hanrahan and Jesse the Golden Retriever Guide Dog. I love golden retriever guide dogs. Anyway, so that's nice that we've got a listener who's a guide dog. Hello, Jesse. Jesse, sit. I'm probably confusing her, aren't I, by doing that? <laughs> um, Keith says, regarding the possible sale of the Aldridge's farm, perhaps Jeremy Clarkson could take it over with a farm shop drawing in hundreds of village visitors to the village causing traffic chaos. Also, we wondered why Rene Artois from Allo Allo keeps turning up on your show. <laughs> We are expecting Yvette to say, oh, René, at any moment. Finally, the Menai Strait is a 25-kilometre stretch of water between Anglesey and the mainland. Enjoying the show. Keith, that's because you asked me what the Menai Straits was. Oh, yes. And I said it was a river. And my mother immediately messaged me and said, it's not a river, Lucy Freeman, you ought to know that. So, yes, it's a 25-kilometre stretch of water between Anglesey and the mainland, as any fool know. Um, Right. Uh, Rob Williams. Do you remember when he emailed in <clears throat> and uh, he was uh, um, he was the Reverend Rob and you said, oh, we've yes. got two reverends listen to us. He says, uh, so this is from the Rev Rob, my dearest, gorgeous, sexy, erudite and startlingly funny ladies, oh, and uncle, what's his name? I have to apologise most profoundly. Several weeks ago, you read out my email, actually a string of emails, and queried whether I was a real reverend. For the last few weeks, I've been listening to your podcast and thinking, ooh, I still haven't answered their question about my ecumenical status. I must do that. Um, the short answer is, am I properly ordained? Is, well, yes and no. My first experience of electronic messaging was back in 1982 before the internet. I was having arguments online before any of you were born. Just before every mad bugger and his mate was online, I came across the Universal Life Church of Modesto, California, who were offering online ordinations. As an evangelical atheist, I thought this might be quite a hoot and signed up. Within 30 seconds, I could perform christenings, weddings, funerals, and in fact, everything except circumcisions. When it was time to get an email address, I decided on Rev Rob, shortly for, uh, short for Rev Rob, but it was taken. That's how I ended up with Rev Rob UK. So keep up the good work, Rob. P.S. You didn't remember that Robert was outed as a Tarantino fan when talking about Blake and films. That's right. He was, wasn't he? Oh, yeah. Ages ago. I can't even yes. remember how now. But anyway. Um, now, do you remember Mrs. Harriet? Um, mm -hmm. About the lovely, uh, the lovely Cambridge men on whom you were very keen. And oh, yes, the uh, Cambridge Gin Club. The yeah. Cambridge Gin Club oh, and Willa Brown. Yeah, I forgot to tell you, we all had a jolly good night the other night, actually. Well, actually, you didn't, and I can tell no, you we, why you didn't. <clears throat> we, yes. we didn't know. This is from Sorry. Martin Tunstall, who said, Imagine my shock just now to hear an email from one of my very best friends, in inverted commas, Dr. Willa Brown read out. 
I introduced Willa to the archers a few years ago on a road trip across the States and she in turn indoctrinated her brother's friends. I also introduced her to your podcast. She has never invited me to her gin and archers gothic zooms, not once. Thank you for exposing this betrayal. I haven't yet decided what to do by way of revenge. <laughs> Owen oh, Lucy, there is just, oh, no, Owen oh, Harriet, there is just one brother and he is hot. Although she hates people Ooh. pointing that out. Ooh. Keep up the excellent work, you lovely people, Martin Tunstall. Thank you, Martin. Just, I just apologise. one brother? I thought it was Willa and brothers. I, think it's, I thought there was like seven brothers. No, I think it's like Willa and brother and then brothers, well, hot friends. You decided they were hot. Yes, they are hot. Yeah. In your head, yes. Yes. Okay. So now we know there's hot brother and possibly yeah. hot brother's friends. Yeah. Okay. But, but I, I feel quite bad that we've yes, inadvertently... Awkward. awkward. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. That's the trouble with these yes. things. If you say something and other people listen to it, yeah. the damage is done. I know. God. Well, do you know it gets worse? Because oh, that's God. one email. We've also seemed to have upset Tom Peach's wife, oh who has emailed us. <laughs> I'm really... I, I, I'm in, just as much in love with her as I am in with Tom. You're such I a mean, Seriously. She doesn't even... <laughs> Such a tart. <laughs> sorry, she sorry, said, Mrs. Page. No, Rachel Peach, this is. Oh, hi, hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Um, Monday morning marked Freedom Day here in New South Wales. Yay. I was being chauffeured to work by the chivalrous Mr. Peach for my first day of face-to-face teaching for Aww. three months. As, our, our, uh, as is our habit, we listen to the latest instalment of The Archers, Jazza being a sensible sweetie, Alan trying to regain lost youth, and Alistair being an awkward old fogey. Yes. <laughs> but where is the latest download from my lovely ladies, wonders Tom. Didn't you listen last week, said I. Of course, he said. When they said they were taking a week off, says me. Oh, I didn't listen to that bit. I only listened to the bits <laughs> I'm in, said Tom. <laughs> Thought I would let you know, she says. Hope you had a relaxing week. And I'm glad you're back. I think of you as my friends and love the bants and giggles. Keep up the good work. Lots oh, of love, Rachel. Rage. I think of you as my friend too. <laughs> Much more than I think of Lucy as my friend. <laughs> oh, hi, Harriet. Thanks. Hi. I mean, the peaches are like, just, I hold them in my heart, Lucy, I do. Well, I'm not sure they hold each other in their <laughs> heart now that she's dobbed him in for not listening to us, apart from when he's in it. I d- to be fair, I would do the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always fast forward your bits when I'm listening back to this. Yeah, Lucy. no, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, <Jokes. laughs> I can't fast forward your bits because you're in all of them. Anyway. Because I love to laugh over you, <laughs> like Elaine Page. <laughs> Got to stop doing it. And then, without knowing, Tom has then emailed us and oh. said, "Dear Mr. Noobs, Harrow and Loose, Mr. Noobs, uh, the snakes are back in the garden." Ugh. Our semi-tame blue tongue is eating snails. I don't even want to know what that is. And from Monday, we will be free again. And my play looks like it's on for early March. Hooray! As for the archers, Jazza is truly a lovely human being and a good mate. No higher praise is available. Whereas Stella is doing to Brian what it normally takes a little blue pill and a series of naughty magazines to do. (laughs) I want to know what her motive really is. What is her history with Justin? He has also sent you a beach photo. Oh, nice. As, as, a, as a change from pool Beautiful. photos. Um, yes, I don't think, I don't know. The history with her, her and Justin was just that she used to work with Justin. And yeah, Brian doesn't I, know, but we thought Brian didn't know, but then it turned out he did know yeah. that he put her up for the interview. 
I think we're all reading too much into it, actually. Mm. And clearly, uh, because they wouldn't do anything as dirty as that, I don't no. think. And let's face it, I mean, when it's Brian, you always assume that he's Roger, the person that he's talking to, don't you? Because most of the time you're right, and he has. Reading too much into it, it's just there is nearly always a sexual dimension with pretty much every <laughs> woman that Brian even walks behind at the supermarket. So, yes, you know, <laughs> there we go. Now, last one from Elvis. Who we Elvis. thought was dead. Oh, Who hello. Um, hey, Elvis. Bless him. Listen to this. Thank you for keeping me sane while I've been living in Sydney lockdown with my in-laws. We moved out here from the Midlands in June as the UK was coming out of lockdown and Australia was going in so that we could have our first child born over here. Needless to say, when agreeing to stay with my in-laws for a prolonged period of time, I hadn't anticipated being in bloody lockdown with them, he says. Oh my God, <laughs> imagine that. Um... I have been keeping myself sane, it's relative, by stomping about in Tom Peach's bush. Uh, he says, please convey my apologies if I've left any bruises. And listening to podcasts, yours being a weekly highlight. Thanking you. Thank you. Being a hopeless, bloody romantic socialist, I have been loving every bit of Blake's reintroduction and budding rehabilitation and would like him to become a regular fixture. Scriptwriters, please and thank you. A bit I remember from Lucy's past life was an agreement not to refer to Kenzie Blake and Jordan as horses as it was dehumanising. Could I beg you to consider this again? Yes, I know. I was conscious that we were doing that last week and we shouldn't. So we must oh, stop that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, stop it, Lucy. It's your fault. Yes, OK. Um, why did everything about Truss's haircut have to be so predictable right down to the unmentioned but ever-present twitching bulge in the gown while <laughs> Chelsea worked on Lucy <laughs> Bollocks' hair? <laughs> yep. um, is it just me or did Lillian not actually sound that out of character when she had her go at Ruth? Personally, I wouldn't worry about it because Ruthie's used to dealing with belligerent mm. cows, but enough yes. about Pip. Ah. Um, <laughs> Very good. Yes. So, love and kisses down under, which are much the best place to have kisses, Elvis, down under. Um, <laughs> thank you very much. Ha, ha, ha. Uh, thank you very much. <laughs> I, I agree. It was predictable, the haircut, but I did still enjoy it very much. It was fun. It was fun. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. And I think Russ is actually... And the good thing was she actually smashed it. Yeah, so. and he's becoming quite a kind of. I'm warming to him as a character. Yes. He's becoming a more rounded character now. And I, there are there are definitely now moments where I'm not just thinking pervert every time he comes on the on the, yes. on the mic. And now we cross over to Febreze of Felpershire, where Chelsea is having a lesson with Febreze. <laughs> I'm here for my interview. Oh, yes, yes. Chelsea, is it not? And you are a student at Borchester College. Yeah, hairdressing, beauty and molecular biology. Really? No, I was joking. I see. Here at Febreze of Ferbisham, we do not make the jokes. Hairdressing and beauty are very serious. Do you see Tess Daly laughing? No. There we are then. Tess Daly? Does she come here? Not yet, but the woman who writes the cookery column on the Porchester Echo walks past quite often, so there we are. You are working at a different level now, Chelsea. I can handle it. Jackie Weaver used our loo. What would my duties be? Take the ladies' coats and hang them up. Well, I wasn't going to take them and then put them on eBay. Less of the joking, please, cheeky madam. Remember, Tess Daly... You must cultivate a look of blank incomprehension at all times. Right. Like Uncle Gary, then? Yes, like Uncle Gary. Unless he is the one with the teeth. A tooth. If he is, then don't. 
So you will be partnered with a senior who you will assist. You will take the ladies to the basin and say, is this temperature all right for you? And then when they say yes, turn it up to nearly boiling. This is all part of the air justice art. Then you ask them if they are going on holiday and then they tell you all about it. What if they aren't going on one? Well, then you tell them about your holiday. What if I haven't had one? Then you talk about strictly car parking and cats in that order. Right. What do I wear? You wear black because it makes all the other ladies in the salon feel old and fat. And then they buy more things to make them look young and slim. It's all psychology, this, isn't it? I like it. Will I get a chance to do any of my beauty stuff? What have you learned so far? Threading, microdermabrasion. We wasn't meant to do that, but domestic science before us had left the graters out, so we thought we'd have a bash. Oh, and waxing. Well, I know how to put it on. I don't know how to take it off as the bell went and my bus was going. She wasn't happy. Who wasn't happy? The lady I was waxing. She still walks funny now, apparently. My God! We'll start you off with Mrs. Woolley. She will be in at 11. Right-o. What does she have? She has a mid-perm, lavender rinse and a manicure. Oh, and a Brazilian. Now, some of you will have noticed that we haven't done a Mr. Newbie um, for a while. That is for reasons which Mr. Newby himself will explain at the end of the podcast. But Harriet and I want to say that uh, we love him a lot. He's okay. He is okay. He is okay. Yes. yes. Uh, but we love him a lot. We love him a lot. Okay. So that's that. There'll be another podcast up next week. So subscribe to us on iTunes and you will never miss an episode. And please give us a review and we will give you big kisses. In the meantime, if you would like to contact us, you can email ambridgeonthecouch at gmail.com and give us your comments or any questions for Mr. Newbie. We are at on Ambridge on Twitter, or you can follow Mr. Newbie on Twitter at NewbieCouch. And in the meantime, it's goodbye from all of us. And have a lovely week. <laughs> what the hell were those voices? I don't know. <laughs> I've just got to practice for my audition. Good morning, everybody. You may or indeed may not have noticed that I've been largely absent, both from the podcast and online, over the last few weeks. I've been on holiday and it was lovely. But it wasn't just that. I was supposed to contribute my usual bit at least once during my holiday, and I was supposed to do it this week as well. And I didn't. Because I just couldn't. There's nothing wrong with my life, per se. I have two beautiful kids. I have a wonderful girlfriend who I love very much. I have a job that pays me enough and that I can do well. I have a roof over my head, food on the table, and money for holidays. I get to do a weekly podcast with two incredibly kind and talented women. I get to do silly voices and muck about with sound effects. And I get to, I hope, make some of you laugh some of the time. I have no complaints. I do, however, have depression. And these last couple of weeks, it's beaten me. Now I know what you're thinking, moving to Ambridge would depress anybody, but actually I'm dysthymic, which means that in contrast to people who have waves of depression, in between which they feel better or manic, I just feel a bit down all the time, and I have done all my life. In an exciting new development though, I've started, it's good to try new things, to suffer from anxiety. This does come in waves and is a real roller coaster ride when it does. I don't mind admitting that there are times when I can barely drag myself out of bed. 
I've been more tired this week than I can remember being for a long time. Part of that is just the tiredness that many of us, I think, feel at the onset of autumn, but a good part of it isn't. A good part of it is my mental health. I don't tell you this because I want or need your sympathy. I'm telling you this because one of my many hobby horses is that people don't talk about and aren't encouraged to talk about their mental health enough. People with mental illness are so often ashamed of it. I absolutely was, right up until I decided to be nuts and proud. I definitely feel like a failure. Why can't I just be normal? Why am I not coping with this when everybody else is? I'm not good enough. I'm not strong enough. I'm not worth anybody else's time. I get these thoughts all the time. But simply because I get them doesn't mean they're true. Do you want to know how many of you will experience a diagnosed mental illness during your lifetimes? It's about half. And the other half aren't necessarily fine. They're just not diagnosed as not being fine. At some point, if it hasn't happened already, there's a decent chance it will happen to you. And if it does, you'll realise that you're not a different person because of it. You're still exactly who you were before. You're just struggling with the disease now. You're still good enough. You're still strong enough. You're still worth other people's time. But in order to stay on top of those thoughts, you need to talk about them. I did. I do. And it helps me enormously. I've told everybody that I'm ill. I'm telling you, and I've never even met you. It wasn't easy to begin with, and I mean, I like talking about myself. It can't shut me up most of the time. But it helps. It helps like nothing else helps. I don't need anybody to solve anything. I don't need anybody to fix anything. I just need someone to listen. Talking might not be the only thing, but it's definitely the main thing, and any conversation, even if it is only about the archers, is better than none. But I know it's not that simple. When I told my parents, they were very sympathetic, but it was clear they didn't really know what to do with the information. It's a taboo subject that we've never discussed since. I get that. I do. It's okay not to be okay, but it's also okay not to understand, or to be frightened by it, or to want to ignore it and pretend it's not happening. That's all completely normal and natural. There's plenty of slacktivism out there. Share this, retweet that. But mostly all that's needed is to ask someone how they really are and to listen to what they have to say. That's it. That's all you have to do. All that's needed is for you to be in their life just as you were before they were ill and to ask questions and to listen to the answers. You don't need to know what to do or what to say. You just need to be there. Until everybody is comfortable with the reality of mental illness, that it's here to stay, that it's more widespread than we realise, and most importantly, that it doesn't change who you are any more than arthritis does, we'll continue as a society to sideline it rather than shine a light on it. And lots and lots of people will continue to be unhappy. So if you know someone who is, or you think might be, struggling, go and have a couple with them. See how they're doing. It might just make all the difference. Anyway, that's my bit. I hope to be back as good as new next week, unless Alice is in the show, in which case all bets are off. In the meantime, look after yourselves, everybody. Lots of love to you all. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. 
But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.